You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and I have a guest here with me today. So I am going to go ahead and let her introduce herself and let you know where you can find her online. Hi everyone, I'm Pythian Priestess. My mundane name is Ashley. You can find me online on Instagram, TikTok at P-Y-T-H-I-A-N Priestess. And you can check out my podcast, The Occult Unveiled, streaming wherever you listen. Well, thank you so much. I know you offer a ton of online content. Pretty big over on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, TikTok was really where my whole witch life got started honestly I was so private about it until 2019 I spent um you know my entire life in the broom closet as they say and I am so excited to chat with somebody that's actually on TikTok because I myself just I have social media burnout years ago <laughs> just don't, I, I totally get it <laughs> don't do it I, I'm terrible at it I mean I have an Instagram but like I never really do anything with it. And I just, I, I have never downloaded TikTok. I'm just like, you know what? I can't, I cannot. <laughs> so wow. Even through the pandemic, you are a fighter. Yeah, I was a fighter. I just, I can't do it. I just refuse, but I know that witch talk is super popular. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you on here and actually have somebody that has experience and does things on social media. That's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to be here too. Do you find that overwhelming since you started sharing and it gained so much traction I was really surprised um I grew up in a culture where this was very shameful uh you were supposed to you could have kind of new age-ish beliefs where they're like angels and like repeating numbers but like hardcore occultism was very dangerous and and considered to be evil so uh you know that was like my private literally like I read this at nighttime when no one's around Uh, a couple of my very close friends know I was kind of into it but it exploding online was like beautiful exciting and also terrifying Um, I I have been a teacher I taught some undergrad classes I was a teacher's assistant and it's a natural gift of mine And so sharing that content has been a lot of fun. I have something over like 2000 videos over there. Uh, My content is very different now. I take a different approach, but I I still teach in many ways. But if you want personal, um, like my lessons that I have, I have an entire app that I'm launching where you can learn, um, you know, hours with me on certain subjects. Oh, wow. That is a huge undertaking. Yeah, it was three years in the process. I built over... Um, 50 hours of which content ranging from beginners. Um, I have something called the empath protection kit for people who um, need to learn how to control their aura and their energy boundaries, uh, the beginner and advanced witch apprenticeship in order to really, um, you know, walk your path. And that's been my goal is to help people find authenticity in their path and not someone who's trying to scam them. You see that a lot online. Oh, you really do. And it's the absolute worst. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. The impersonator problem is, is a huge issue. Um, 
you know, I've done things to come combat it. And it's a struggle to know that people try to take advantage of those who are trying to be open and vulnerable. Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. I'm very excited to hear that you are going to be offering all of that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes, it's it's a dream. I never thought I would be able to achieve in my young life. I expected to achieve that when I was like an old uh, crone. <laughs> <laughs> so how, let's go back then. How did you end up where you are? Since you said that you did grow up in an environment where that was considered shameful and you had to find your own way in this occult world. How did that even begin for you? I was four years old. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was a baby. I, um, I grew up in a really, really religious household. My family's austere Roman Catholics. My two great aunts were Benedictine nuns. They wore their habits every day. And I understood that religion and and spirituality were really important. And I felt like I felt connection to God, spirit or whatever. But it was when I was four years old, when my aunt, who I guess saw this in me, asked if I wanted to become a nun. And I said, no, I want to be a priest. And they said, you can't do that because you're a girl. And I said, oh, well, uh, I don't care about this anymore. (laughs) And uh, that's, you know, my four-year-old brain being like, well, this doesn't want me. So uh, that was was the first kind of like break, I guess, into occultism. Like I said, uh, you know, as I, I was a very curious child, I always wanted to know why I wanted to understand things. I remember telling my parents when I was six that I didn't think religion and science were compatible because there were no dinosaurs in the Bible. Uh, so it's just cute stuff like that <laughs> until I was <laughs> in um, high school where I was being very relentlessly bullied and I prayed and prayed to the Christian God. I tried to make packs or contracts, covenants, nothing worked. I was still being very hurt. And I went to a Renaissance fair with my friend and I wanted to get my palm read because that's the only like my my understanding of occultism at that time had come from like child books and fairy tales and stuff. So this was my first chance to really dive into another level. So the woman was an older woman and she said, you know, I told her, like, I wanted to know my future. I wanted to know about my life. And she said, well, why don't you do a tarot reading? That's going to give you some more of that insight. And I said, oh, I don't even know what that is. Um, So I decided to do both. I like splurged as a 14 year old and um, I was obsessed with the tarot cards. I was like looking at them and it was the Rider Waite Smith deck. And she was like telling me things about my life, about my like then boyfriend, like he was dangerous. And he was, he was practicing demonology as like a child. And I like leaned over after the reading and I was like, where do I get these cards? And I was ready to swim across oceans, climb mountains, like do whatever I needed to do to go get these cards. And she looked at me for a little while (laughs) and said, uh, you can go get them at Barnes and Noble. (laughs) And my, right. And my mind exploded. And, and that was like a huge moment for me. Um, I started, I bought my deck. I had to hide them. I hid them in different like textbooks and stuff like different 
so they were scattered they'd be hard to find um and then when I was older oh a couple of years like right at the end of high school um I I had to go to church Fridays and Sundays um growing up and I don't know what the the pastor was doing during his sermon or the priest I should say uh it was something about the 10 commandments and I was like looking at the um the gospel for the day and I was like thou shall have no other gods before me and it like really clicked for me in that moment I was like does that mean there are other gods and like my mind again exploded um and from that I started to study philosophy looking for truth I studied literature and it wasn't until um, I moved to Los Angeles that I was really able to find uh, what I was looking for. I got my undergraduate degree in philosophy. Um, and actually, the, it has like an aspect of theology to it as well, even though <laughs> I don't love that part. Um, so I moved to L.A. I was studying for my MFA in screenwriting and producing. And I discovered Manley P. Hall in the Philosophical Research Society in Los Angeles. And that's where everything cracked open on a whole nother level. Um, so that's my story, my origin story. Wow, that is, oh my gosh, so many great things. <laughs> that yeah. Story, that's so, where are you at now with your family? I mean, they have to know everything that you do online. That's such an interesting question. I don't really know. Um, you know, my family and I, we've come to an agreement that, uh, in order to maintain a healthy relationship is that we just don't talk about what I do. Uh, it makes things difficult. I will admit that. Um, I still love my family, but, uh, you know, I've always been an outsider and I, I know that's where I'm going to continue to be for the majority of my life. And that is the case for a lot of people. So it's interesting that you can provide that perspective on it because there's, it's not always terrible and it's not always a happy ending. Sometimes it's just right there in the middle where it just exists. And we yeah, it, don't yeah, have it to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it's so interesting, you know, the further out in my family, like I said, there's some new agers in there. They just like, don't think of themselves as occultists or witches, but like, you know, my like extended families, some of them are cool with it. They're, they like call me once in a while for tarot readings, which is kind of nice. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So how, what does your practice sort of look like now, considering that you do more ceremonial magic and you are an initiated priestess? What is that like? A lot. <laughs> and it's not like I say, it's a lot. It's been, um, it's daily. It's, it's not rigorous, right? Like when we think of rigorous or it's not a, it's not, not a sprint every day you it's a marathon of life spirituality is a lifestyle now so a lot of it is I wake up in the morning I say my prayers when I wake up even if I just lay in bed with my eyes closed it's about recognizing that I am blessed to have another day that I will live this day in the in the light of the goddess and spread her message as as she needs me to and then I get up and I'm supposed to do banishings um whenever I believe that when you sleep a part of you sometimes goes into the lower astral realm and so you always want to remove any like dream residue or anything like that 
um, and also just to start the day on a clean slate energetically. Uh, in the morning, I have a very um, a very specific diet. I'm dairy free, but not vegan. Um, I'm allergic to dairy, so in the morning I I bless my food, and that is done in a couple of different ways. Sometimes I take the honey over my tea, and I make um, an invoking earth pentagram in order to bring in uh, stability and energy for the day. It's little things like that. And then, of course, like most of my day is either doing tarot for people. So I need to cleanse every day after that and, and try to keep myself as open a channel as possible to speak. Because sometimes when I do readings, I hear things coming out of my mouth. I'm like, wow, that's so wise. I'm like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> that's that's ISIS. <laughs> um, and so there, you can never have a a pure vessel. We're all tainted by our personality, of course. But it, I do my best to like try to live in in love. I know that sounds cheesy, but trying to find um empathy for every person and a big part of that's just like daily stuff so if i'm driving i live in los angeles the traffic here is banana pants and people cut you off and instead of getting mad uh i i do my best to recognize that anger and say that person must be having a really terrible day where they're rushing wow i've had days where i've rushed and felt like the world was against me i'm going to give that person grace and that's hard uh, but that is what being a priestess is. It's about um, giving the community around you, not just a platform for healing, but also being a light in the darkness. That is incredibly hard. Our traffic is not great here in Chicago, but nothing like LA. So I can't even imagine. And I am not that nice of a person. I should take some lessons from you. <laughs> thanks yeah it's it's been hard a lot of it you know in ceremonial magic a lot of it is about you're purifying your personality um so some of the stuff that I've you know do that I can't share um you know it really puts my personality to the fire um because your personality um while yes it's fixed like and with psychology we understand that we all have um beliefs that maybe don't serve us uh there are situations in our life that keep us stuck and through that magic you push through it in a totally different way it's like shadow work but way more intense oh yeah shadow work has been an absolute buzzword in yeah. the last two two years or so has just seen an absolute growth i understand it um but i think people don't realize how much work that is yeah, my very serious boyfriend is a psychoanalyst and um he he knows Freud very well and we talk about shadow work a lot. And he's like what people are doing is really cute. Um and it can break the surface, but the point of shadow work is that it's unconscious. <laughs> so you really do need to to go that level ideally with a professional in order to achieve like genuine shadow work. I stand very firmly on that and I know it's not popular. No, I completely agree with you. I've talked about that on this podcast before that I think talking to someone and finding a licensed therapist to work with when you do that, it it's deep, heavy work and you have no idea what's going to come out. 
Right. Because it's unconscious. <laughs> you have to bring it to the surface. Exactly. And it could be like much more traumatic than you are thinking that it's going to be. So it's always good to have a professional there to work through it with you. Right. For your listeners, just a quick metaphor. Uh, you, Your mind is a lake. And a lot of the shadow work that you see on the internet is like you're skimming the lake with a um, like a pool cleaner. You're pulling all the leaves off and you're like, look how clean my lake is. And then you get a drudging crew to drudge the bottom of the lake. And guess what? You find bodies. You find maybe some used weapons, right? And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> that is a good metaphor. Mm -hmm. I like that one a lot. So if somebody were completely new to your podcast and they have never listened to the occult unveiled, what can they expect? Oh, so the wonderful thing about the occult unveiled is that each episode is self-contained. So scroll and find what you're interested, whether you're interested in tarot, death doula work, vampirism. We talk about auras, glamour magic everything like literally whatever your interest is in the paranormal uh the occult or witchcraft you will be able to find an episode that will help you one of my favorites is casting a spell learning how to craft your own spells in order to to do what i would consider a lot of like advanced magic mm, that sounds like a great one yeah, I'm looking for the episode number. That's episode 143. Awesome. And those all sound like great episodes, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. All, yeah, it's, all it's great topics. Exactly. I also, um, I really like the Q&As. Um, I'm going to be taking those and like turning in them into like visual content as well, because I spent a lot of time diving into these questions that people would ask one in particular was like are starseeds racist and i took a you know a really deep dive it took me about two days to get all of the relevant research in order to craft the answer to the question and the answer is yes in a sense historically and yes in a sense in the modern light, when you look at issues like QAnon and the Starseed Academy. Very oh, innocent idea taken. That into must have taken you forever to, to dive through. Oh, yeah. But it was something that I, you know, I love doing that. I love helping find truth, truth. And, and like, that's something that I think, unfortunately, that word has been watered down significantly. The word truth with a capital T is the foundation and explanation of the universe around you. But most of us are looking at truth from a subjective place, a lowercase t. Absolutely. Do you find that in your tarot readings as well, because I know that you offer those for people, do you find mm -hmm. that... It, people are not looking for that same kind of truth when you're doing these readings or are they like ready for it? Depends, you know, everyone's different. I'm very grateful that most of the people who come to me are seeking change. Um, sometimes people are just searching for validation of what they already thought. I've only had two or three clients in my professional career of five-ish years um, who like really did not want to receive the message. And I just kindly said, okay, I'll partially refund you and have a nice day. 
Well, that was nice of you. Yeah, you know, you can't fight with people like that. Like, if you're not ready to hear the message, that's fine. You have it. But, um, like, I don't need that negativity being thrown at me. <laughs> Completely fair. No, I mean, it's it's hard because tarot's not always positive and you really have to be prepared to accept all possible outcomes. Yeah. And I think I create a a nice relationship with my clients, especially people who come to me regularly where like, we can be honest. Like I can point to, for example, I had a young woman, this is videos on TikTok. She recorded the session where she was asking what the problem with her relationship was. And I said, um, sweetheart, you're the drama. You're the problem. And she laughed and she's like, yeah, I know it's, it's me. <laughs> and that's so good though, to, to be able to have that recognition. When you phrase it in like slang or a joke, it, it makes it easier for people to digest. I think. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Easier for, for <laughs> people to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. And that way, like, you know, it's so interesting The mind, right? The mind doesn't always want to receive image uh, information that could be damaging or to the, the personality or so it, it blocks itself. But humor, humor is the trick in a lot of ways in order to get that story through to people. Anything that this whole sphere that we're in with the witchcraft and the occult is people who want to focus on like personal growth and, you know, po- like positively moving forward and development. Uh, that's kind of what drew them to this space in the first place. So I think they're like kind of ready to see where those problems might be, even if they are the problem. Yeah. You know, like there are some people who are very self-aware and that's exciting. And there are some people who use, use spirituality in the occult for escapism. And that's a big problem in this community. Oh yeah. The, that's true. That's a, I mean, when you're using it as maybe just like a side hobby, then it's something that yeah. you escape into rather than like try to dive more deeply into like your personal self. Exactly. Or people who are, what I've noticed is some people use spirit as a ATM, like give me this, give me that. And and there's no real relationship with the outside force or the force inside of you. Spirituality and relig- religion, witchcraft, it's not about getting stuff. It can be that if you need it, but on a much deeper level, it's about the relationship with yourself, with Mother Earth, and the spirit above. Yeah, and it takes time to cultivate those relationships. You are so right. You are absolutely right. It takes time. <laughs> it's a, it is a, This whole area is a never-ending journey. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's beautiful about it and exciting. It is. I mean, I'm sure you're not in the same place that you were in 2019. I don't I mean, oh, I don't Lord, think any no. of us are because of like the state of the world, but even beyond that, you just, you grow as a person in that time. Absolutely. And I have a much better understanding of myself. I've done a lot of work, not just magically, but also through therapy. I've been in hypnotherapy. Uh, we do sessions about six to eight at a time over the past five years. And I can definitely say that I have grown as a person who's learned to 
uh, accept limitations about myself. Like there are certain things, especially with my body image, that that's also a part of magic, right? You're working with your earth, with the material aspect. And I had an eating disorder. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until 2021, where I had to take a real hard look at my life and how I was nurturing myself. And that was a big step in my priestesshood was stop being so vain. Mm -hmm. Interesting that that came out Mm -hmm. for you. Very. Oh, what advice would you give to somebody who is sort of just coming into this or maybe like they've started and they're looking for the next steps. They're going to grow a little bit, um, but really beginner baby steps. What advice yeah, of course. would you be in like sort of this occult sphere? Yeah, of course. I'd be happy to answer that. So when you're starting out, the biggest thing to realize is that the magic doesn't come from tools and it doesn't come from a guru. It comes from yourself. It The magic lives within you and your connection to your highest self. You have to cultivate and work on that. It takes a really long time. Be patient. I also recommend getting a library card so you can check out books. You can use a wonderful app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. It is, I use it all the time. It's a library resource where you can check out digital books, audio books, magazines, all for free, so you don't have to spend tons of money on books. And that way you're not just relying on whatever's on the internet. Great. I I live at my local library. My librarian always knows which books came in or mine that I like put on hold because they're all the witchy <laughs> like a cold yes. book. She's like, yep, I knew these were yours. Here's your stack. But it's my favorite place. I love the library. Yeah, it's such an amazing resource. Our libraries are important hubs of our community that I hope, um, you know, I did not know how much libraries offered outside of just books. There's all kinds of things. Oh, yeah, they're great. And I mean, both of us are in big cities, so we have probably more than, you know, small, but still any library has great resources. Yeah. One of my besties, uh, she works in Indiana at a library and they offer all kinds of stuff. There's workshops too. You know, you'd be surprised. There are a lot of open-minded people at your libraries. It's a good place to, to be. The other piece of advice that I would offer is if you decide to pick a path, a specific path that does require mentoring, Do your best to find somebody. Now that comes with its own challenges, right? Because that's like trusting another person with your your spiritual well-being. Uh, But again, I would say that's necessary if you're planning on going into something like ceremonial magic or even um, an indigenous practice, you know, always have an elder to assist you. Oh, yes. And I'm sure that you had mentors along the way since you you were initiated. I've had many mentors in my life and I'm very grateful for all of them. It is helpful. I know that a lot of people are solitary and just, you know, work better on their own uh, and study better on their own. But there is something to be said about like having a person there who's just a little bit further along and can help you over some of those bumps. 
Right. And that's why I have created the Occult Unveiled to have, there's all different kinds of experts from around the world, from all different paths. I also offer my classes for people who cannot find um, a mentor in their area. So there's lots of options, but you know, there's, we could go into a whole nother podcast about like learning how to, to find someone who isn't taking advantage of you. The biggest thing that I can say about that without going off on a tangent is look at exploitation. If you are being exploited in any way, financially, emotionally, physically, sexually, you need to leave. You always have a choice and there's always a way out. So don't, if someone tells you there's not, that's a lie. Yes, excellent advice because it is very easy to fall into a cult in this mm-hmm. they are still out there and it's it's hard when you first get into one because you like when you're on the outside you think that you're never gonna fall for that you're like you're too smart to to fall for a cult like they're tricky they're sneaky oh it's so interesting I've spent a lot of time both in school and on my own studying cults and their manipulation tactics the biggest thing for people to realize is falling into a cult can happen to anybody regardless of your socioeconomic status, your gender, your race, because it's about your openness. If you have high openness, um, that will be um, a factor. The other factor is transitional phases. People who are in transitions in their life are more likely to fall into cults, again, because of that openness. Yeah, and that's not a personality flaw. There's nothing no. wrong. With you. It just it it can happen to absolutely anyone. So yeah, I think yeah, it's great not. advice to just like know what to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. If there is some abuse of power there, um, you can you can get out. Yeah, be open but not naive. There you go. <laughs> yes, that's excellent advice. I think no matter where you are in life, you don't have to be a witch at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's just generally good advice. Well, I know that you talked about the app and your podcast and everything. Do you have any other projects coming up that you would like to chat about? Of course. So the big (laughs) thing that's coming up um, in 2023 is season six of The Occult Unveiled. We have some really exciting shows. Uh, First with YouTube sensations, Sam and Colby. On Halloween, we're going to be dropping our episode. I was so excited to be the witch they brought to the Conjuring House for their big Halloween special. So you can watch on YouTube and then go behind the scenes on the Occult Unveiled. And we'll also be having plant experts, both poisonous plants, psychedelic plants. We're going to be talking about Catholic mysticism and one of the most exciting shows I think we've ever done, which is the syncretism of Yule or a panel show explaining how all these different aspects of Christmas came from pagans. Yes. One of my absolute favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, so it's coming up real soon. I'm really excited about it. The app is so- soft launching in October, October 1st. So you can check that out, Pythian Mystery School on Google Play or App Store. 
Uh, but I do recommend, you know, set up an appointment with me first, please. Uh, you can go to my website, pythianmysteryschool.com. Uh, set up an appointment with me so we can talk about where your fit is. It's totally free. I just want to help you on your journey and get you to the right place. Oh, I love that. That's great that you offer that. I know it can be really confusing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I am so excited for all of those things. I can't wait. Halloween is my favorite. I love the entire month of September and October, but Halloween, like very secular Halloween is my favorite holiday. So I love it. I cannot wait for that episode. That is going to be so much fun to watch. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm really excited too. And I really appreciate you taking the time to have me on Witch Wednesdays. It's been an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your expertise and everything. And listeners, I will have all of everything that we talked about linked over in the show notes on whichwednesdays.com. So you can check that out. And I will of course remind you on Halloween to go check out that episode. I can't wait. Spooky stuff is like right up my alley. So I'm super excited for that. And of course I love, love doing the deep dives into where all of our holiday traditions came from, um, from all of our pagan ancestors. So lots to look forward to from you. Very exciting. Thank you so much. Yes, it's exciting. So stay tuned, everyone. And listeners, thank you so much for being here this week. That is everything that I have for you. And I will see you all next week. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.